In this presentation, we will take a look at an introduction to the American Opportunity Credit. This information can be found in publication 970. Introduction. For 2018, there are two tax credits available to help you offset the cost of higher education by reducing the amount of your income tax. They are the American Opportunity Credit, this chapter, and the Lifetime Learning Credit, a chapter we'll see later, Chapter 3. This chapter explains who can claim the American Opportunity Credit, what expenses qualify for the credit, who is an eligible student, who can claim a dependence expenses, how to figure the credit, how to claim the credit, and when the credit must be repaid. What is the tax benefit of the American Opportunity Credit? For 2018, you may be able to claim a credit up to $2,500 for adjusted qualified education expenses paid for each student who qualifies for the American Opportunity Credit. So this is a large potential credit at $2,500. Remember, this isn't a deduction. We're not reducing the income and therefore getting a benefit that's going to be related to our income tax bracket. This is dollar for dollar cash back. If we had a tax liability of $10,000 and we got $2,500, we have reduced our tax liability to $7,500. It's a dollar for dollar tax back. It's similar to making a payment to the IRS as opposed to just lowering our income. Back to the text. A tax credit reduces the amount of income tax you may have to pay. Unlike a deduction, which reduces the amount of income subject to tax, a credit directly reduces the tax itself. 40% of the American Opportunity Credit may be refundable. This means that if the refundable portion of your credit is more than your tax, the excess will be refunded to you. Let's take a look at what that means with our test 1040. So we are in a test 1040 with our simple single individual. As we scroll down, we see that the income is 20,000. So we have 20,000 of income at this time. We see that 12,000 is the standard deduction for the single taxpayer. That brings the taxable income down to 8,000. So at 8,000, we would only have 803 of tax. So that's the 803 of tax. Now, if we had a credit, if we had a credit related to the education expenses, then it could be up to 2,500. However, it's limited because we, we don't have the income liability. We only have 803 of the liability. The credit is typically a dollar for dollar cash back. Most credits don't allow us to go back down below what the liability is. In other words, even if we didn't make any payments right now, before any any credits or payments, we had a tax liability of 803. That is what we would owe. But this credit then, and typically most credits that are available will typically take us down to zero, but not below. So now we have this credit here, uh, line 12, taking us down by the 803 to zero. Now, some credits will actually give us a refund, even though we didn't pay anything in. In other words, we didn't pay anything in, in this example return to the IRS and we may get a refund. I say that in quotes because it's not really a refund. We might get money even though we didn't pay any taxes with regard to some credits. And this would be one of this. You could see here form 8863 giving us $1,000 here. So although the credit could be up to 2,500 and we can't maximize the credit, we can get some money back in this situation or we get some money. It's not back. We didn't pay it in in the first place. We get some money and that's what they refer to as refundable. So we have this um, money that would be received in this case. 
even though no money was paid in. And note that also results in this kind of breakup in the reporting lines or one of the things that result. If we see something in line 12, in other words, that will typically be taken as down to and will not take the liability below zero. So if this is higher than uh, line 11, it'll typically take us down to zero and it won't be more than the tax. And then something that's reported down here, refundable credits, then are items that could take us below zero for taxes. In other words, get money even though we didn't pay any taxes in. Back to the text. Note that if we had the maximum amount of the credit that we could have got of 2,500, then 40% of that, if we multiply times 0.4, 40%, that's going to be the 1,000. So 1,000 if we were at the maximum of two, potentially 2,500 limited, then the refundable portion is that 1,000 as we saw in the example. Back to the text. 40% of the American Opportunity Credit may be refundable. This means that it, if the refundable portion of your credit is more than your tax, the excess will be refunded to you. Your allowable American Opportunity Credit may be limited by the amount of your income. Also, the non-refundable part of the credit may be limited by the amount of your tax. Overview of the American Opportunity Credit for 2018. See Table 2.1 for the basics of this credit. The details are discussed in this chapter. Here we have a common question. Can you claim more than one education credit this year? For each student, you can elect for any year only one of the credits. For example, if you elect to claim the American Opportunity Credit for dependent on your 2018 tax return, you can't use the same dependents qualified education expenses to figure the lifetime learning credit for 2018. So no, typically we're going to have two basic credits available to us. We're going to take the one that gives us the most benefit. So if we have one child, then we can only have, apply one credit related to the expenses for the tuition related to that child, either the American Opportunity Credit or the Lifetime Learning. So obviously our goal then is to take those qualified education expenses, see how to get the most benefit, which credit gives us the most benefit, apply it there. If we can't go to that credit, then we go to the second credit. We'll talk more about how this applies as we go further and we will look at examples uh, to, to demonstrate it as well. Back to the text. If you pay qualified education expenses for more than one student in the same year, you can choose to claim the American Opportunity Credit on a per student per year basis. If you pay qualified education expenses for a student or students for whom you don't claim the American Opportunity Credit, you can use the adjusted qualified education expenses of that student or those students to figure your lifetime learning credit. This means that, for example, you can claim the American Opportunity Credit for one student and the lifetime learning credit for another student in the same year. So if we're talking about our tax return and we have two students then, possibly two dependents that are students, it could be possible that one qualifies for the one type of credit, the American Opportunity, one qualifies for the lifetime learning credit. So that wouldn't be a restriction of the rule we talked about before, which is of course that for the same expenses for the same student, we can't, we can't then have the same credit or two different credits for those same expenses for that one student. So if we had two dependents or two students, then it would be possible for us because we would have two different students, two different sets of qualified education expenses for which we can see where the biggest benefit would be. And of course, as we do so, we would go through the same process for each individual 
uh, situation. What's the, what's the biggest benefit, the biggest credit we can get for this student? What's the biggest benefit we can get for the other student? If we can't qualify for that, what's the second biggest benefit that we can get with relation to the education expenses? Back to the text. Differences between the American Opportunity and Lifetime Learning Credits. There are several differences between these two credits. For example, you can claim the American Opportunity Credit based on the same student's expenses for no more than four tax years, which includes any tax years you claim the HOPE Scholarship Credit for that student. However, there is no limit on the number of years for which you can claim the Lifetime Learning Credit based on the same student's expenses. The differences between these credits are shown in Appendix B near the end of the publication. So what that means, of course, is that in essence, the American Opportunity Credit is usually better because you could usually get more. It's up to that 2,500 that you could possibly get, but it's limited to four years. So typically uh, no more than the four. And that means that once you've maxed that out, if there's still more qualified education expenses, usually you would go to then the lifetime learning credit which doesn't have that restriction that's normally what you would think of the process and you could think of when they made the law that's probably what kind of was in their mind right you're going to say okay we have an education credit we'll give a, a good really significant credit for the first four years that will be uh, really incentivize people to go to school for that and then we'll still incentivize people to go to school beyond that point because we still think it's something valuable and want to incentivize but the credit then will lessen out and you would then think that of course you would go to the four years four years get the main benefit and if you continue on after that uh, you'll still get some benefit but typically be reduced so that's kind of the general the general rule and of course as we go through specific examples we'll see specific examples tip if you claim the American Opportunity Credit for any student, you can choose between using the student's adjusted qualified education expenses for the American Opportunity Credit or the Lifetime Learning Credit. If you have the choice, the American Opportunity Credit will always be greater than the Lifetime Learning Credit. So they're basically saying here, you typically want to go for the American Opportunity Credit because you're typically going to get more of a benefit or at least the amount will be greater unless there's some kind of unusual circumstance. Back to the text, Form 8862 may be required. If the American Opportunity Credit was denied or reduced for any reason other than a math or clerical error for any tax year beginning after 2015, you must attach completed Form 8862 information to claim certain refundable credits after disallowance uh, to your tax return for the next tax year for which you claim the credit. See Form 8862 and its instructions for details. Caution, don't claim the American Opportunity Credit for two years after there was a final determination that your claim was due to reckless or intentional disregard for the rules or 10 years after there was a, fi a final determination that your claim was due to fraud. So note that, again, these are big kind of credits, things that are subject to fraud, things that the IRS looks closely at, and you want to make sure that you qualify for the credit. And if the IRS thinks that you don't qualify if they determine that the non-qualification isn't a mistake but was due to some type of intent or flat-out fraud which is basically a, an intent to deceive then you could have um, punishments including the restriction of the credit uh, in future taxes as well 